Welcome to Murder Moose. Murder, Murder Moose. Uh, ah! Josh, Josh is dead. He broke his wrist and he died from the trauma. So yeah, the... it was. Uh, I, I was, t- I was talking to you while I was watching the movie, and there's a kill in this movie that we're doing this week that I was like, I have like weird trauma with arms and shit. So then it just like incepted my mind, and I had to go and do it to myself right after because I was like, oh. So yeah, now I'm broken wrist, Josh McGee. Feeling Josh as made the, old as I am. Josh made the ultimate mistake. He broke the wrist he jerks off with. I like it's a crime <laughs> against humanity. I'm Rod. And the the man with the broken jerk off wrist is Josh. And oh. we we brought back the like honorary third member of uh Murder Moose, Jerry. What's up, my man? How's it going, guys? It's early yeah. where I am. I just woke up, but I'm excited. Yeah. We all We're, just woke up because Rod's an old man and has to do old man job things now. Dude. Well, that and I, I, I made the mistake of having having edibles right before I fell asleep, so I woke up still like thinking I was, you know, in Vietnam or something. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, you're like, you're like flashbacks, man. Game over. Game Wait, over. I have to be up right now and talk about Texas Chainsaw. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Jerry, yeah, it was like I got stuck on second shift because my work is a fucking nightmare right now for the next two weeks, and uh, I'm like, we usually record like m- m- Tuesday night is the normal, and I'm like, fuck, I got to record this like this weekend, and I'm going into work after this, and then I'm my wife and I are going to watch uh, Harry P- Potter and the uh, Prisoner of Azkaban in at Alamo. With, at five o'clock, so it's like my whole day was written up, and I'm like, "Fuck, we gotta, I gotta do this asap." And yeah, and so here we are at like nine twenty-two Mountain Time, so it's eight twenty-two for Jerry. Um, but Jerry's old like us, so he like he'll wake up early enough and be okay. He'll he'll he like he's he's making it through the day. So we can human mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. Human. Well, that's we have the, the the joy of coffee. We all have the joy of coffee. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, besides your wrist being shattered like the the police officers in this movie, uh, how are you, my man? How is uh, good, man? I'm uh, good. I, like the one of the things that I said to you about this early day, I was like, ah, oh, because I stream usually on Sundays right after this at like noon or something. Drum streams, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like broken. I'm. I'm just gonna wing it and try and do the Def Leppard thing today as well. So I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> let a broken you wrist. Just pour some stop. sugar on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pause. Well, I think I'll, j- I'll see j- if I can figure out how to like spin a stick so at least I look like. <laughs> <laughs> the the problem the problem is that Josh has become so obsessed with Peacemaker that he decided he needed to take out one of his arms to be the Def yes. Leppard j- drummer because Peacemaker is all about '80s hair metal, and so now Josh is about. The '80s hair metal lifestyle, and uh, that show it's all, is the best, all, dude. Like, I don't know if you. So uh, Robert Patrick was uh, tweeted about not hating having to punch eagerly, and I go, I, I quoted it, and I said, I love this tweet, and then he he liked the f- fucking tweet. So uh, the T1000, the T1000 liked one of my tweets. It made me hey! happy. So, makes yeah. you uh, love the show even more. 
Yeah. He's going to knock at your door holding a picture of like Edward Furlong asking <laughs> if you've seen him. Dude, I, I still don't understand to this day, Brian, my good friend, good, uh, I mean, all of us, uh, you know, talked to Brian and the man who doesn't like Terminator 2 because Edward Furlong's like drove him so insane that like <laughs> he hates one of the greatest action movies of all time because of that. And then just go. It is what it is, man. Brian, Dude, I, I have a friend that is so fundamentally against anything that Miko Hughes does. The, ki- uh-huh. the kid from Pet Cemetery and New oh, Nightmare uh, and, yeah. and Full House. And this guy, my friend, has had a lifelong hatred for that, that actor. Uh-huh. And I, I, I'm always like, what the hell? That's so random. Like, why do you hate that guy? And he's like, yeah. I don't know. I just hate that fucking guy. <laughs> just hates his face. <laughs> Oh man, a new nightmare is so good. Uh, I, th- seriously, those <clears throat> those are like you just brought up like two of my favorite movies of all time, T two and a new nightmare. Like those are high, I I don't know on a top ten list or anything like that, but still like because to make a list after you've been into movies and talking about movies as long as the three of us have, those lists are so fucking hard to curate now. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. I know what my like favorite movie of all time is because it's just unapologetically my favorite movie of all time hackers is just like it's something that is so bad that it it makes people so mad that it's my favorite movie too that i love saying it's my favorite movie because it's not the greatest but it it, it's, it's one of those movies like at the time in my life that it just Hack the planet, all, man. Hack the planet. That, that's all that matters, man. And like I, I, I keep saying this, and like, man, a a good bad movie is probably more enjoyable than a good good movie. Like, I, a good bad movie is just like you could laugh at it and have just so much fucking fun. That's why The Room is like one of the most quotable fucking movies of all time because yep. it's just so ridiculous and like, oh hi Mark, is it? Is like. It's all this shit is just with that how insane that film is, and it's like it, I, it, you know why? Because it, it's it, the guy wa- loves film and he loves cinema and he wanted to do something cool, and so like there's that there like was apparently a passion. worse script than that, like because they uh, Greg Sestero right before yeah. the like uh, biopic came out and everything he yeah he came to Calgary like touring his book and you know just. They were doing like live readings of this the room script uh, with actors from Calgary with him up on stage before they screened yeah. the room and stuff. And he's Was like, "Is that the vampire one?" Yeah, and he brought out that script. He's like, "There's actually a worse script, and we're gonna do a live reading of it right now." And they like did scenes from the actual worst move, a worse movie than the room. It's fucking so. It was just cool to like know. I don't know, like that something so bad has now gone on to be this infamous thing that everyone just can't (laughs) can't get enough of it's so cool jerry i have to ask you because my wife was watching uh the the kingsman movie that just came out the one that's on like hbo max and stuff now the the prequel to the other two i like and the the all i know is that she was like hey honey you gotta watch this where voldemort is uh, rasputin is licking a voldemort's uh, inner thigh i'm like what the fuck is this and i'm just like alan moore play rasputin uh it's the guy from um who played the lizard in the the uh, amazing spider-man with uh yeah uh with uh andrew garfield i I don't know his name like I have to like defend that movie a little bit. Like I see what they're trying to do, 
And as as much as they're not hitting the mark completely, they're pretty yeah. close in their like execution of everything with those movies. The score is yeah. really good. The story is ridiculous always, but yeah. they are all in with their like like we said last week, the Guy Ritchie style yeah. and the but it's I really still, like the it's, first it, one. And I like the second watch, one too. Man. Yeah. I, I I'll watch it at some later point, but yeah, it. I just like. I was like, this is an odd scene to just like see out of context, right? I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, he's like, he looks like he's Voldemort. Looks like he's coming from it, and it's like that man is like that man's a fucking awesome actor. Like that dude was like adding. Ray finds everything he's he's in. He's always awesome. Like he was in mm. like he was so good in Red Dragon, and I think Red Dragon wasn't like didn't get nearly as much credit because of how bad Hannibal was. Like you know and. So like it's all that stuff like that that you're just like this motherfucker is so talented and he's just like just, that scene is just weird as fuck like I'll give the movie a chance I don't weird. get me wrong but yeah it's weird um, Jerry I have to say I'm I'm wearing your the Halloween four shirt today by the way because I was like I I, I'm, reco- I'm recording with Jerry so I gotta uh, put on the uh, Halloween shirt um, right. I gotta put up that like that interview I did with George P Wilbur because. I don't know why I never put oh, that up. He was love it was that a dude so much. He was he was so like just genuinely the like sweetest man I had met. He was so nervous to do the panel and he almost didn't show up to the panel because he was so nervous and I had to like well not had to. I fucked up and like asked a question that I then answered and was like, "What the hell am I even doing?" He's like, "Oh, we're just <laughs> hanging out." And then he was like Telling yeah. all this crazy stuff. I was like, man, you're so cool. Did you guys know that he did uh, the stunt choreography for Cheap Thrills? Yeah. No. I, yeah, I, dude. Yeah, I don't he, think he I've ever seen married. all that Oh, dude, that it's movie. great. Yeah. He used yeah. to be, George used to be married to Travis Stevens. Uh, or George, used, George is the father of Travis Stevens' ex-wife, and Travis produced that. So, uh-huh. yeah, dude. No, George Wilbur, man. Not even just, like. Michael Myers. I mean, he had such a cool career. Yeah. All the greatest action movies that you didn't know he was in, he was in all of them. You know what? I I was watching the credits for Firestarter last year, and I I just like watching credits and like the, all the stuntmen. There were so many people that had played either like Michael Myers or Jason like, yeah. in Firestarter, getting blown up. Did well, you it's... see the trailer for the new Firestarter? It looks yes. fucking terrible. <laughs> Dude, t- I'm there, man. I, I want to see it, but the the fire and the CG in it it looks like an ABC special to me. Like, see, I I've what? I've learned I've learned to kind of like give trailers kind of like you know a, a shot because I know that there's a technique and there's there's uh, an agenda with studios and their trailers. Yeah. Yeah. But like to be honest, and this might be blasphemy, I think the original is kind of boring. Like it, you know, it, like it it wasn't when I was like seven. But yeah. you know, like I, I the pacing, I, I think it's just kind of like dull at times. Yeah. And I, well, that, dude, Zac Efron's proven himself. So, like yeah. I don't know, I'll give it a shot. Dude, Zac Efron is like I never watch. I, I refuse to watch that Ted Bundy thing he did because I don't. I hate the fucking like idolization of serial killers, especially psychopaths mm-hmm. like like Ted Bundy. Like I watched the. The the documentary Netflix did about him and you go, you get they they fucking I still shit. They, see that they, gold movie. It looks good. It looked like it's yeah. like a character movie just for him. There's like two yeah. people in it. He looks like he yeah. fucking killed it. So I gotta check it out. But, 
so like yeah he wasn't the 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 ted bundy one that zach efron was in was on netflix also i think exclusively or whatever yeah, is it where it went good. to yeah but the things that like people like the the real like ted bundy did a lot of fucked up shit but he killed like a 12 year old girl or something like what the last time he got out like after he escaped from here he was in colorado when he fucking jumped out that courthouse window and like got out and like seemed to like they seemed to like go over that one like kind of like leave that out of a lot of details because it takes like it's like it's the romanization of like serial killers is such a like a thing here and right and like that just always is just like you uh, fuck that so yeah I'll watch documentaries out of shit like that but when you start doing too much stuff it's like biopics where yeah yeah like. You could do Hen- like like why do that when you have things like Henry? Henry is another one of those mo- movies I've never actually seen. It's just but how notorious it is, right? For for that kind of violence and what it did when it came out, right? Um, well, I, I think there's a way to address the kind of like infamous legacies of serial killers without romanticizing them. Yeah, I mean, like I think David Fincher's Zodiac is one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time, yeah. and not a single point of that movie is it like oh serial killers are cool. Yeah. You know, like that you, that works, but like this this like and the uh the writer and I'm not trying to throw shade on the dude, uh so people please don't send me hate mail. <laughs> but the writer of Halloween six has made at least four or five like movies yeah. that are like fictionalized retellings of like yeah. the Sharon Tate murders, yep. uh you know, like all like every year there's a new one the the oj, you did the OJ yep, yep and it's just like at a certain point you have to ask like when does this shit stop yeah, you know? yeah but I'm, I'm sure that writer's like oh i found something and it's easier mm. for me to do because it now this is my niche i'm known for it I, so just continue. every time i every time one of those films comes out you i uh, I've never watched one of them, but I just see the reviews. Like, and you don't even need to read the full reviews. They're just like, it's like shocking. Gar- I, like, and I'm not. I, I just see people shitting on them, and I'm just like, and it seems ex- like when you hear exploitative about like things like of real life events, you're just going. I don't think you I'm know, but the that. tragic part about that is, I bet that people pissed off about those movies are even less venomous than the people pissed off about the Halloween movies. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, and and this dude, like the the fucking dude, Jerry. We were talking about it before we started, and well, it's we are talking about the, the new Netflix Halloween or not Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, this came much out a Halloween movie. Friday. <laughs> yeah, but and the the same thing happened when people didn't like Halloween Kills. Same thing happened when Malignant came out. People who don't like films, horror films, any films that come out now. It's they, they fucking dramatize it to the point where they're like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, the same thing happened in the opposite. Uh, people just use that. It's like clickbait now. Like yeah. the, mm-hmm. the halftime show. This is going to be the best halftime show in existence. Like how many times I heard that before the halftime show happened. Yeah. I was like, why does why does everything have to be the best ever? Yeah. Like it, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Like it's, it's I. I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one, about a week or two before it came out. Yep. And I watched it about three or four times that week. <laughs> My kids loved it. Uh, but, like, there was a lot of people that were asking me kind of slyly about it. And I was like, you know, uh, embargoes. I can't talk about it till midnight the night before. But that yeah. said, I loved it. It was pretty – it was fun. I'd give it a B-. minus. 
That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but, like, this idea that everything has to be the best or the worst is so weird. And something that I've noticed when this movie came out, and we'll probably get into it more, is so many people online were talking about how much they loved the new Scream. And I was one yeah. of those people. I, I yeah. really liked it, which is weird because I can't stand every one of the movies before the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like I liked it. I liked what it had. To, I liked what Scream had to say about toxic fandom yep. and how they kind of believe that the things that they love, they own it. They're gonna complain that it's not close enough to what it was. Yep. And so many people online so worshipped. Yes, so many people online loved that. And the very same people that loved that <laughs> became those fans that that movie was talking about the moment yep. this one dropped. It's but the, the the thing that really was done well in this was just Freddy Alvarez's like polish to movies. He, he helped produce yeah. this. He helped, you know, did the story, whatever as well. So like you can see his mind mm -hmm. and his polish or grit yeah. rather, because like the yeah. evil dead remake was so in the forefront of my thought when watching this because of how things were so well lit and like yeah. really like, but like not, it was like artistically lit, but it just it added to the scene and made it a lot more cinematic in like yeah. weird spots where there was nothing else going on other than just another scare factor or something like that. But like how gritty and just fucking brutal this movie was is where and all the marks come from. Uh, super yeah. uncomfortable. Like it, it, like it, I'm I'm yeah. in no way and I'm in no way and I never will compare this like oh it's right next to the original because I to be honest just to in my opinion none of these movies will ever touch the original you can't but, you and can. I and I do yeah. and I am quite fond of a good amount of movies in this series like I I love two uh I like three a lot you know I I loved 2017's Leatherface like sorry everyone but <laughs> like you know I, and the remake's great. No uh, way, but, really? I dude, I'm on the fucking cover of that Blu-ray, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and I only say unfortunately because people hate my guts because of it. Oh, you, you ever heard the, the story, Josh? His his friends always go to Walmart and find Leatherface in like the bargain bins and take pictures of it and send it to him because of his name being on there. Uh, <laughs> and like, awesome. so, but, but this one, the new one, it gave me the same unsettled feeling unsettling yeah. feeling like about the original like the original is kind of hard to watch because you kind of feel like you're getting a sunburn watching it yeah you know and this one was like that and, that's such and a good a analogy of, actually like seriously yeah. yeah and like a lot of people like the complaints with this one just right up front are kind of to be honest fucking idiotic yeah like they, think... they're coming at they're coming at david blue garcia over his direction this guy came into the movie a week into filming because yeah. the original directors didn't like the studio hated what they were doing they fired them this guy came in and the fact that he was with fetty alvarez like producing the fact that he was able to pull off such a good looking movie yeah. a week into production dude like I... that guy probably had a lot of mandates from the studio and the fact that the movie came out as good as it did it's yeah. crazy. And also I, people people complain about oh, you know, Netflix doesn't know how to make movies. Netflix Netflix didn't fucking make the movie. Yeah. They bought it. Yeah, they bought it, yep. And like I, last one more thing, sorry. No, you're good. the last thing that really drives me crazy is everyone likes to say like oh, I'll never trust a, a Texas Chainsaw movie that was shot in fucking Bulgaria. Texas Chainsaw 3 was shot in California. 
Yeah. Texas Chainsaw 3D was shot in Louisiana. Leatherface was shot in Romania. This is the fourth fucking movie in the series that wasn't in Texas, so that yep. shit does not fly. Yeah. It's, well, just like Spider-Man didn't film in New York, New York is never New York because it's too fucking expensive to shoot in New York. Yep. Like, I, Do people Cali- not know how movies are made? Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, you, you talk about all the time, Josh, how uh, the new Ghostbusters was shot down the street from you, and it's yeah. supposed to be Oklahoma. And it's mm-hmm. like that. Who fucking cares where it was shot, dude? Like Fargo, I, the I whole was... TV series was filmed re- literally down the street from my house, and it would like yeah. block me getting to work and shit. And I'm like Fargo. Like the first dude, three seasons were all around my neighborhood. I will admit, right though, I have to say because I I said this on this podcast, this movie I really didn't even give it a chance because I was like, you don't fire a director a week in or two weeks in, whatever it was, and then make a good movie. And fuck, I was wrong because the, it, how much they, they were able to like just make a fucking raw, gritty, fun slasher film. Like I, I, and that's I think, all it is. Yeah. There's no it's story. He- just, just to load this up front. There's literally yeah. zero story. It's don't fuck with my mom. You're all fucking dead. Boom, that's the story of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it's almost like an antithesis to a good character moment. Yeah. Because they set up they set up all these things with the characters like, you know, she was a victim of a school shooting, she has bad self-esteem, she thinks the best people died. She will, yeah. you know, let's let's develop that. Oh, they're entrepreneurs trying to do this, let's develop that. And the moral of the story is I don't care who you are, what you've been through, what trauma, I don't give a shit. I have a chainsaw, you did me wrong. Fuck yep. you. Yeah. Yep. Don't fuck with my mom. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I heard someone talk about it and I like as the as Leatherface is the, the, the scared child again. And they they do a really, really good job of that. Like when just like with little moments of this film, like where they go into his room and you see his drawings that look like a four year old drew him, right? Like all mm-hmm. over his like pinned up on his walls. And it's like it's that like mute thing of of like this child in an adult's body who doesn't like Kind of like the what they did with Halloween with Michael in Halloween Kills, right? Where he's like doing the like the art like he's doing like arts and crafts with bodies, right? It's like kind of like that in the fact that it's like yeah. these these it does, man yeah. it, it's For very sure. yeah, it's very like because again, in, in the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface isn't he's like I see this all the time and I don't know if people are give me like credit or acknowledge what I'm actually saying. Texas Chainsaw, the original, is a fucking home invasion film. Yeah. Where, where yeah. Leatherface is getting his fucking home invaded. He kills and he's one scared. person. Yeah, he's scared. He's a scared, like, man child because of, like, inbreeding and stuff is kind of like what they're implying. And then you go into later ones where, like, they, who's he's inbred from or whatever. Well, like, it's the all original. For... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good, man. Go. No, I was just going to say the original, and this is what I loved about this one, is all about manipulation. The yeah. first one, Leatherface, with him being mentally stunted and yep. scared, the reason he is why he is is not because it's just who he is. It's because of being manipulated by the people around yeah. him into living that lifestyle. Yeah. And that shows in this one. Because yeah. in this one, Leatherface hasn't done shit negatively yep. in, what, 40, 40 well, that's, years? That's Be- brought up. Because, she she's, she yeah. asks him, you, you don't remember me? Like the the sheriff lady at the end, like wait, you yeah. don't remember me, Sally? And, yeah, Sally. And and it's yeah. just like it, it. I think that is the only thing that really solidifies that he's just like 
he's living what's in front of him and that's it and it's his mom you take that away and it's back to fucking horror again right and yeah. That, yeah and that's what sets him off because when after the events of the first one you know he was lost this woman took him in she took care of him she nurtured him she showed him what love is and the dude hasn't killed anyone in four decades because of that yeah. you know like she manipulated him in a good way and yeah. like that makes I, I what I loved about this movie is what I I they accomplished what I think Texas Chainsaw 3D tried to is yeah. actually give us some like small amount of sympathy for the character yeah. because he's a product of his environment good or yeah. bad. Yeah. And to be you said the original's a home invasion movie. I 100% agree with you and I 100% agree that this movie is too. The only yeah. reason he goes after them is because of his mom and these people all, and people were pissed about the trailer, and and it's it's an interesting line, yes, in the bus. But yeah. I said it then, and I'll say it now. It works for the movie because the movie is about these people coming in and trying to take what is not theirs and trying to gentrify a town yeah. that does not belong to them. Yeah, just like the original. Yeah, Sally, They're- Jerry, Pam, Franklin, all those motherfuckers. They came into a house and property that did not belong to them. Yeah. They're home invaders. Yeah. You know? I I don't... Every single... You don't... Who walks into a fucking random house in the middle of fucking Texas and just fucking walks into the house? Like, I don't care who you are. Knocking on the door... And, and let's be real. Jerry, Jerry, the wheelchair man, he he, he was the only one who got killed outside of well, the house. Franklin. Yeah. Or Franklin. What's his name? Yeah, Franklin. I always... Why did I say Jerry? Because you're here, Jerry. And that <laughs> man, he kind of asked for it. He was kind of an asshole. So, I mean... Like Franklin was, you know, nobody really liked Franklin, right? Um, but <laughs> that, and like they go into the house in the original, and the dude and and Jerry, the guy that gets hit yeah. with the head with a mallet in the yeah. original, he was just like, "Yeah, we'll go in there. I'll, you know, I'll leave him my guitar." You know, it's like what <laughs> the mallet yeah, scene it's... in this one is fucking oh my brutal. God, right? Holy yeah. shit! It almost reminds me of whole uh, Irreversible. Yeah. Wow, like the sound it... effects, the the breaking bones and just the the blood the amount of blood in this too is like is dude all to an 11 they didn't go, they didn't stop at 10 they fucking full like yeah dude the, the 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 fucking bus scene the the only thing i could even the, the couple things i could remember like it reminds me of are are one the end of the evil dead remake where it's like yes. raining blood like slayer uh and then like the fucking dead alive. Jerry and I talked about brain dead, dead alive, uh, and the the fucking lawnmower into the hordes yeah. of the fucking uh, undead, and you're just like, because that scene is it's seriously one of the gnarliest fucking cha- like you know slasher scenes I've ever seen, and it's just like it's horrifying because it for once you go, well, why don't people run away from him? And you go in that scene because he can't run away from him right they are just getting fucking destroyed and it's, it's such like such a good like just set piece yeah for, honestly like i feel like i don't understand how this isn't landing in this day and age because like that set piece alone is set up to just anyone that's into yeah. horror into slashers into yeah. that type of thing this is this is everything. This should be like yeah. that. Should be the cherry on top for people to be like, you know what? This is good yeah. horror because it's fucking that, horror. It's crazy. Yeah. That and this movie and that scene in particular, finally nine movies in makes good on the fucking title. Yeah, 
It's the yes. first in the series that you see a full-on massacre with a chainsaw. Yeah. And, like, when I couldn't talk about the movie because of the embargo and anyone would ask, I would just say, yep, there's some chainsaw massacring. Yeah. Because, like, dude, like, this movie is everything that slasher fans say they want, that they complain. Yep. You know, you could get all these motherfuckers online, like, oh, a movie comes out and it's PG-13. Oh, it will not be good because fuck that. You know, a horror movie can't... But then you get, like, a video nasty-esque movie with this one, like, yeah. full of blood and carnage. And and what's cool about it is when I posted how much I liked it the next, like, the morning that it came out, yeah. this one dude was just like, nope, it's too woke. Uh, all the things they say about guns and climate change and gender and race. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, you're a piece of shit. But yeah. this movie, this movie has zero agenda. Yep. The the entrepreneur Gen Z people, fuck them, they're dead. The people yeah. from Texas, fuck them, they're dead. Yeah. It, like, it's it, current. It, it felt current. It, it felt like everyone no in it was just there, and there were real characters that live nowadays in yeah. real life. That it doesn't matter, yeah, like you said, who the well, fuck dude. you are or your agenda. This movie is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, everybody Fuck you. That, yeah. That what and, like, uh, another thought that I had about just the people pissed off about it. And, and in no way am I expecting people, everyone, to like this movie. I am oh, yeah. totally fine with people disliking, hating this movie, whatever. Yeah. I welcome those conversations. But my problem is we're not having nuanced conversations. No. It's it's the people that love it saying the people that like or don't like it can go fuck themselves. It's the people that don't like it saying the people that like it can go fuck themselves. But yeah. – my biggest problem with this, how many, if the internet and Twitter and social media existed in 1988, yep. how many people would not like Halloween 4 these days? If yeah. it existed in, I don't know, you know, like throughout the years, all these people, everyone's favorite horror films would have been torn apart. Well, it was yeah. the like worst mask ever used in any of the Halloween movies for sure. Yeah, like, and it, it's... It drives me nuts how, like, reactionary people are these days yeah. to where you have a movie that has no agenda. It's not trying to appeal to anyone other than people who want to watch a Texas Chainsaw movie. And yep. and I'm sorry, and small, quick rant real quick, but if anyone complains about shit in this movie, I did this on Halloween Kills so Rod knows what I'm yep. doing. But let's let's see where we've been in the series real quick. You get the scariest film of all time, in my opinion, with the original. Yep. The second movie, black comedy, Dennis Hopper with two chainsaws, <laughs> you know, eating that, that, that peppercorn, the chili. You yep. know, you got a, you have a fry house. You have yuppies getting killed. You have Oingo Boingo in the music, <laughs> you know. And three, you get Leatherface has a daughter and he, he talks on a fucking speaking spell. And the guy takes a fucking chainsaw off the head and acts like he fucking and has a band at the end. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth one, Leatherface is in the Illuminati. <laughs> the remake, as great as it is, it looks like John Landis said, it looks like a shampoo commercial. I love yeah. it though. I love it. The beginning it's, it's the beginning is people. the meanest fucking movie I have ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, nihilism at its craziest. Texas Chainsaw 3D. What the fuck's up with that timeline? Do your thing, cuz. You have someone not even from Texas telling Leatherface, welcome to Texas, motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this series has more low points than it does high points. And, like, yeah. this is the movie that is the worst movie of all time? 
Yeah. It's it's funny because you forget how often like like again, I've never seen it, but the the film that we hear repeatedly, Josh has his hand up. Uh, the 3D one is Josh. the worst. <laughs> no, my I have yeah. to have my hand up. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was going to say uh, swelling. <laughs> what remember remember the film uh uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Four, uh, the uh, Next Generation, where the f- the only reason the film even got released was because Renee Zellweger and uh, and Matthew McConaughey got famous. Like the only reason they even released that piece of shit was because of those two picking up. It's kind of like it's like a weird like uh, version of Cabin in the Woods, where Cabin in the Woods was a good movie, but the only re- reason they released it was because of. Thor getting famous, right? Because they didn't know what to fucking do with that movie, and for some reason that they thought that so was good. bad. I know, but it was the same thing, right? Where, like they, it was like they didn't. It was a couple years in between making it and putting it out because of like they didn't know what to do with it, and it's just like hey, Jerry. We do, we keep talking about this. We I've heard multiple times in the last year alone worst movie people were saying that about malignant people were saying that about halloween kills last night last year josh didn't like halloween kills i we, cool josh and i still love each other it's fine we don't like josh can shit on halloween kills jerry and i both I, liked it i had it, a lot of good reasons to not like that movie but, but you didn't shit on it, yeah well it was you didn't shit on it and say it was the worst film of all time fuck no because i've seen <laughs> a lot worse movies but that yeah. one pandered a lot to yeah, just like, nostalgia there, kicks yeah and I, I feel like social media has given people a platform and it makes them think that they always need to stand stand on that platform yeah there are so many movies that people adored that they don't know that I did not like at all. Yeah. And it's, and like uh, someone told me online when I was talking about this movie and how much I liked it, they were like, uh, well, Jerry, you like everything. <laughs> and it's like, dude, if you know, if you really knew yeah. me personally, yeah. there are so many movies that I can't well, stand. I just don't waste my energy shitting on him because to be, when I co-hosted Pot in the Pendulum, we did an episode on Jason Goes to Hell. And I brutally fucking tore that movie apart, like with yeah. venom, dude. And what's well, a bad movie? <laughs> the the other the other host of that show got the director on the next episode to talk to him because he liked that show. He like like the other host liked that movie, and so Adam Marcus came on the next episode, and I I wasn't on it because I was sick. <laughs> That's my finger <laughs> quotation sick, <laughs> but. Uh, I guess what I said really hurt that dude's feelings yeah. and his wife's feelings really bad because they tried really hard to make a good movie. Yeah. And then here's some dude that had nothing to do with the movie, me, completely shitting on it. Yeah. And from that moment on, I felt so bad. Yeah. Like, I don't like that movie at all. But, like, for me to, like, affect someone's day that made that movie, who tried to make a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> you That's know, why, like, since like, then, when we I do just don't, indies, yeah. we... we are very diligent with if it's really not something we can like we, we're not here to praise every movie either because like, totally we want to be honest that's but fake like, we've yeah. been sent like some indies that were like oh yeah we'll check it out and then it's like we can't talk about this on the show because there's just not enough yeah. like that we can really say that is gonna yeah because like it, it's hard out there especially for the indie crowd uh nowadays there's just so much noise and everything to get like a small indie horror off the ground that doesn't have any funding to it or whatever and they're they had all the best intentions it's like yeah. I, it, it, it 
I don't know. This is a weird platform that we're kind of on too. Like reviewing movies is a thing and it's been a thing yeah. for a long time. But like, I, I totally agree with you, Jerry. Like there's just, no, there's nothing that. You, you don't know, get anything out of it. Yeah. yeah. You don't I get anything out decision. of it by completely shitting on someone's like. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I made the decision to stop writing reviews because I mean, I used to do that a lot, you know, for sites and magazines. Yeah. I made the decision to stop do that a hundred percent just because of that. I yeah. only write like, you know, retrospectives or articles on movies like, you know, deep dive things or interviews and stuff like that now. Because it's like, dude, early on in my career, like one of the first professional reviews I wrote was like about a decade ago or something like that. And it was for Grave Encounters 2. And I don't know where where I was in my life, you yeah. know, but I was not in a really positive place. And yeah. I did the same thing to that movie. And those directors straight up wanted to fight me, I think. <laughs> Like, I heard from, yeah, the publicist that, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? And, like, it's just, like, we don't understand yeah. that that the word critic doesn't come from criticize. It comes from critique, which are two yeah. different things. And I yeah. think, especially on social media, just because you have that platform, everyone thinks that, like, it's just this void that you should yell into. And yeah. it's so negative. Like, I Pitch don't understand. Culture. Totally. Yeah. And I don't understand whatsoever why Texas Chainsaw Massacre is pissing people off on the level it is. I've said it about yeah. most Halloween movies or Friday the 13th movies or even Hellraiser movies at this point. Yeah. What did they expect? If they expected Toby Hooper's classic, the ninth movie in, I'm yeah. sorry, but you're never going to get it. You know, it's, and yeah, what, it's a like, fresh and, take. It's a fresh reboot, exactly. Well, type thing that it, they're doing, right? It, this like this film has this film has more in common with Halloween twenty eighteen than it does like any other film in the franchise because it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same. Re, what what's the fucking re requel? The requel from uh, the Scream talks about. This is a reboot where it does a lot of that stuff and. It has it just moves it on to modern times. Like But this, I also feel like it subverts that. Like yeah. everyone when the trailer was released, everyone was like, Oh great, Sally's Laurie Strode now. Yeah. And I think that that's way off. I think yeah. the filmmakers set that up to make people think that. Yeah. Sally is not like Laurie Strode in that. Sally is like lefty in Texas Chainsaw 2. She is yeah. whacked the fuck out in this yeah. movie. Yeah, and they I, go I, off I, they go off about how, how obsessed she's been for like the last fifty years. Like she was a uh, she became a Texas Ranger, and it's like she's a side character. The the main characters you're introduced to in the very beginning of this film are the main characters. The the that, kids like, passing of the I'm torch. Sure, yeah. yeah, and I'm sure that we'll get like more spoilery as it goes on. But what that character goes through in this movie is the biggest like fake out, pull the rug from underneath the people thinking it's a Laurie Strode. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> like when oh, that yeah. happened. When that happened, I cracked up so hard yeah. in the best way. I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" <laughs> bye bye. And, bye, and bye. then Dread Central wrote a Dread Central wrote a review that was the biggest like twelve year old crying like, "Oh, they ruined my my childhood." It's like, dude, it's a fucking character. She's. She's 75 years old, whatever. She's like, she's not a, a spring chicken. Like we're coming up, like we got two years until the, which, which also makes me think they're going to, they're going to have a sequel out by, you know, for the 50th year. Right. Like it, they, the, the post-credit scene and this sets up a sequel. And did you watch oh, the post-credit scene? Oh, I didn't know there was one. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the post-credit scene sets up a sequel and I, I, I laughed with Jerry because I was like, some of the, the 
there are there are uh, elements of of uh, Friday the Thirteenth in this film and in like the Halloween Kills m- movies where it's kind of funny because the you end take of the these... movie sets up a sequel. How does there a post credit scene that sets up a sequel even more than the end of the uh, movie? Well- Okay, without going, without actually, I don't think it's that. Big oh, we, we, we could, we could, we, there's, there's. Okay, this yeah. is it. We're all about this movie. We're just going to warn you. We're go into specifics. There, the problem is that there's like Jerry and Josh. You guys both said there's not a whole lot of real story to this film. There's it's just no a, story whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. That's why people it's are so, hating some on some minutes it. with credits. Yeah, <laughs> go see it. Go watch it on Netflix if you like slashers. There you go. So the the post credit scene is 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 Leatherface walking down the road back to the original house. So they're setting up, like, so they set up him, like, the only reason I knew was because Jerry warned me. Jerry was like, yeah, make sure you stick through the credits. Um, And I forgot to tell you I was going to, and I forgot. Really quickly, I I do want to correct something I said a second ago about the Dread Central review. Uh, not, Not to, like, be less harsh on that review, because, I'm sorry, get a better fucking writer if you're gonna have yeah. a professional review. But, my problem is this. Uh, I I was I said that the dude's complaining about, oh, you know, it's just a fucking character, basically. But, I mean, I'm a hypocrite, because I, I was super pissed off as fuck when Laurie Strode got killed in Halloween Resurrection, so that's yeah. hypocritical of me to say. But, here's the deal. In that review, the dude was like, oh, the, the treatment of, uh, the treatment of Sally was bullshit. I'm sorry, motherfucker, but have you seen any of the other movies? At the opening credits of the second movie, they talk about Sally slipped into a catatonia and never recovered. In the fourth movie, it shows Sally on a gurney, kind of like vegetable comatose, you know, whatever. At least she got her hero moment. She was, yeah, she was never treated with respect after the first movie. So to have that as like the main reason you hate this movie Seems kind of ill-informed. She got a fucking. She got a Dewey scene. She got a cool yeah. fucking like mm-hmm. lifting with the chainsaw and a hero moment after that too. Like, h- how much more could you want from a character that hasn't been in a Dude, movie for you know? Like, she she straight up got my favorite scene in the whole movie. Is is like you know the alley scene where like yeah. when he runs for her the alley scene. Oh yeah. my god! But the funny part is, my favorite scene in the whole movie. You know the the kids are the kids are in the car like freaked out because Sally basically was like, "No, nah, you ain't going anywhere." So I go after this motherfucker, which <laughs> yeah. is wacky. And then she and Leatherface is about to get them. Then all of a sudden, he gets shot in the shoulder by Sally, and she's just like laughing like a fucking quack. Yeah. I yeah. got you, I motherfucker. <laughs> Remember me now. <laughs> it's like what the hell's I, wrong with her? She's crazy. What poor loco did she drink? Yeah, I have to laugh though because I, I asked Jerry after like I messaged Jerry after he saw it and he he was like uh, I think you talked about the line uh, uh, what's the the line that you were laughing about Jerry that the leather fuck line uh, that uh, was the only part of the movie uh, yeah. there's a couple small things but that is the only thing in the movie that I was just like <laughs> hit, hitting my like palm to my forehead uh, dude hey leather fuck. To- <laughs> yeah dude i have to say again why do they do this because this film does it because as i'm looking at the imdb lila is the like real main character of this film the one who lived the school yeah. shooting another pretty fucking girl that they like that they fucking like plane down real bad go look at her imdb she is way like prettier than they have her in this movie and uh it's funny because the, the girl that's supposed to be her sister looks pretty much like her but they like they dumb this, not dumb this girl. They like, they, they do like what they did with like, uh, uh, what do you call her in Monster? Uh, they like, they take a real pretty girl 
and then they like make him look like a normal person or, or you mean like a like a you know traumatized like you know whatever person and you go why are they like why don't you just get a normal girl to <laughs> she's why you... great though dude yeah she killed it uh, I, I love i one of my favorite favorite movies in the last few years was eighth grade yeah uh, and she was so good in that movie yeah like that was what got me excited about this movie when it was announced. Is yeah. I'm, I'm such a huge fan of Eighth Grade that I was like, "That's such an interesting like actress to be in like a Texas Chainsaw movie." Yeah, I just think that and uh, fucking Olin, Leatherface man, she <laughs> fucking killed it in uh, Mandy. But I just yeah, just Mandy is like one of the best fucking artistic metal horror yeah. films ever made, and mm-hmm. anyone that was affiliated with Mandy in any way is just a genius. So. I love Mandy. Yeah, love Mandy is a so wonderful much. film. Oh, I don't even remember what she played in Mandy. What was she in Mandy? She was one of the cult members. Cult leaders. Remember oh, the one that was like Jeremiah's kind of right-hand person? Yeah. Okay. Man, I there's so it's funny, it really is. It's is a film that like was set up to be a failure. Like I I, I Jerry, I think you're right when you're talking when you talk about the people and the, the, the bus scene and the whole woke line that has I think that was really the the uh You're the gonna get canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's people I think that was weapon these days. Yeah. And they think that that like I think as soon as people saw that line, they, they were never they were never gonna give this movie a chance. They were never gonna give this movie a chance even though it, like it's like Dude, I, I go back to like what like us growing up in the eighties and like how our like, you know, a love of slashers because like it was Jason and, and Freddie and Michael and all this stuff. And you go, none of those movies are like they're not like the fucking uh elevated horror, right? They're not they're they're never supposed to be. They're the movie that like it's they're a roller coaster. They're supposed to give you like a couple an hour, hour and a half, two hours of like Thrills and they're scares monster and stuff. kid movies. Yeah, they're movies that all of us would talk about at like a weekend of horrors convention or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? These are theme park movies, yeah. basically, and yep. these are these are our universal monsters. Yeah, you know? they're they're the and franchise like, that everyone knows. Exactly, a hundred percent. And like, I'm sorry, but like, if you're watching Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein. And then you watch some of the later ones in the Frankenstein series. They're not going to be Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein. And I'm not saying that to defend this movie like, oh, this movie's allowed to be yeah. shit. It's not. It's a great movie. And the fact that we got a movie as solid as this one yeah. is, nine movies in, that should yeah. be championed. And yeah. this this movie is such a good opportunity for horror fans in general to champion something to the point where we get more horror made. Yeah. Especially you know, if if Netflix gets a whole lot of views like with this, because Netflix has always been like a horror, like, you know, dumping grounds for a lot of things. Right. It's like yeah. there's a lot of really, really, really good horror on Netflix. But like it's because Netflix has been around so long. It's like I don't think people go in and like expect it. But Netflix puts out and, like is crazy yeah. to buy things. And horror is yeah. usually fucking cheap to make, yeah. cheap to buy, cheap, cheap, and cheap, cheap. Rod, right? Rod, yeah. what you said about. Uh, how you thought that as soon as people heard that cancel line on the trailer, they checked out and they were never yeah. going to give it a shot. Yeah. I think Netflix dropping the ball with marketing and yeah. promoting the movie also made people not give this movie a chance because they yeah. were like, oh, Netflix isn't saying anything to promote it. Obviously, it's shit. And that's yeah. not the case. Good movies yeah. sometimes fall by the wayside, unfortunately. 
Yeah. Especially now, right? Because it's like there's this is a Netflix is, has has always been a weird place for advertising, right? Because Netflix kind of like toots its own horn, right? It's like a it's a self-contained universe where it's like it puts its own things on there and like you get more word of mouth about Netflix projects, especially like weird random ones that not everyone like like stuff like you, right? Like that show about the serial killer and yeah. stuff like that that like I, I've never watched it, but it's like one of those shows that the only place I've ever heard about it is like people talking about it. It's not like advertising and you know trailers and what shit if like this that. It came out in October though. Like if they just positioned it a little differently, because like mm-hmm. you said, our our uh, viewer count goes up in October because everyone's mind is right yeah. on horror. This is a big name movie where it's a franchise. It's one of those ones that people understand and know. And there's already that preconceived like attachment to the name and what it could potentially be so if it if it came out in october it could have had like a a whole different like you know audience to react to it as well right yeah it's it's weird too because you watch the credits everything on the credits was like had a 2021 date there was not i i didn't see anything with 2022 right this film was ready but it's the weird thing too man like films are i think they're trying to spread shit out i think a lot of it had to do with with i think these films were trying to avoid each other because we had we had halloween kills in october scream scream was last month in january it's I think that there's a little bit of it just trying to spread them out because they don't want to like they don't want to stomp on each other because you're getting attention and all that stuff. And then like it, it, there's a chance of you like, you know, taking away the the credit. I mean, this film is all anyone in the horror community is talking about right now because it came out in February by itself. Right. That that and also with us living in the age of a pandemic. Yeah. It's such a gamble to throw things in theaters because you don't know if anyone's going to show up. Yeah. Selling this movie to Netflix, guaranteed people are going to be able to watch it. And unfortunately, they just kind of threw it up with little to no promotion. Yeah. And I honestly, I mean, this might be a silly excuse, but I think the 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 artwork for the movie didn't do any favors no. either. Netflix yeah. threw Netflix threw basically a thumbnail as a poster. Yeah. You know, we that original poster that before you came on, mm-hmm. like the the one in the sunflowers, like it just it looks goofy it doesn't look scary it looks actually and it does goofy. the problem is it's not goofy in the movie yeah. but it co- totally comes off like <laughs> you know and what it reminds original... you know what it reminds me of if i don't know if you've seen the twitter account the the guy who puts paddington yeah. bear in other movies oh that's kind, that's my biggest that's, obsession i i send those to my wife and friends yeah. every day and they hate me for it that's what it reminds me of. Like it reminds me of they're like, oh, we got the sunflower, uh, uh, this dead sunflowers. We're gonna put Leatherface's face popping out when, of the things. Like when the movie was gonna go theatrical initially, they yeah. had what well, I think one of the coolest posters ever for it. It was the, that big painting, painting, and all you yeah, saw was they, the face. Yeah, that was dope. That. And see, like I feel like this movie was filmed to go to theaters. Yeah, but it was filmed in 2020. You know, pandemic yeah. hit, and it's just like, oh shit, what do we do? How do we get this movie in front of people's eyes? And they made a decision, you know, they made the decision to sell it to Netflix because they yeah. wanted people. And I think that people took that the wrong way. Yes. But I, yeah. I, dude, the history of this movie, like, they tried to basically, they tried to make a movie that was very 
the honor to the original Jerry? while making a movie that uh, could be appreciated in 2022 with people's expectations, violence, and everything else. Yeah. A friend of mine was actually up for the movie before they hired the original directors that got fired. He uh-huh. went to a pitch with a legendary, and he pitched his take on it, and they were seeing so many pitches from so many people, and he didn't get the job, uh, but he did make this really great movie called Starfish that if anyone hasn't watched, check it out. It's fucking amazing. But uh, he didn't get the job, and they, they went to other people and other people, but they were trying to see everyone trying to find the right thing yeah. for fans. They yeah. really, Fetty really wanted to make a movie that fans appreciated. I, and to be honest, as a fan of the series, I fucking love it. And I'm sorry yeah. that other people don't. That's their, you know, that's whatever. But if you're not going to like a movie, have valid have valid reasons. That's yeah. my biggest issue well, with the Twitter mob right now is just, like and that and everyone's trying to be like an amateur comedian right now. I feel like if you don't like a movie, you you're trying to get the the biggest Twitter headline about not liking the movie. You know, like, like I, I saw, I can't remember who said it, uh, and no slight to them, you know, they're funny, but, uh, one person was like, uh, yeah, he's great. But, uh, one person online was saying, oh, this is, this movie's as bad as everyone wanted us to believe Halloween Kills was. And it's like, they also, and people are also trying to like pit movies against each other. And it's just like, it's weird. Dude, I I have to say, I. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. clickbait. I messaged Jerry before the film was even over. I was like, I don't understand the hatred. Like it was like the, the towards the very end, like the the fight scene with the, the Sally and everything and and Leatherface, and I'm like, I don't get it. I I like I was seriously going. I was going in expecting. I was like, well, I didn't expect it to be bad because as soon as like Jerry and I are. are our opinions often line up on a lot of things like Josh and I, our opinions line up a lot of things, but like, I was like, when Jerry was like saying all these good things, I'm like, I know I'm going to at least like think this movie's entertaining. And it was, and it's like that it's how like someone you respects opinion can like make you go give something a chance Influence. or like go in. Yeah. Influence. Yeah. And it's, so that's what's part of this is so fucking, it's so frustrating because all these horror critiques or critics with like their their you know that have influence are just shitting on this and then they're going to be people who a never give this a chance mm-hmm. or be like like we're like oh it's shit i heard it was shit it's that same thing where like you i mean i we've all done it like part of the problem is like too like this isn't as much of a thing because it's on netflix like when a film is like you're paying 15 dollars as a ticket it, it, it can be like a, a rough experience to go i'm gonna go to the film like our theater and spend like 30 bucks on tickets and then like you know 40 bucks on food or something like that you're like that's an expense and like if you have kids or something like that you're going and you're paying a babysitter and shit like that right so like in the world we live in you go i i can see film crit like critique being a thing that you kind of rely on because you like finances and stuff like that but like for this is like what are you buying besides yourself like uh some fucking clicks you're getting clicks that are saying oh this is shit but it's like what are you really buying, right? It's totally. you're not and and what Josh said is right, you know, influence. And I'm a hypocrite too. I'm guilty of it. I'm going to yep. be completely honest that the I waited to give this movie a complete shot. Yep. Uh the the thing that made me go, "Okay, maybe this won't be crazy when it comes out." Is them hiring Colin Stetson for the score. That oh, was yeah. the very moment that I was like, "Okay, this is going to be good." Because that yeah. guy's work, he fucking scored Hereditary, Color Out of Space, his solo stuff is some of the craziest shit 
ever. To, yeah. He uses a saxophone to the point where it doesn't even sound like a saxophone. Yeah. Like his primary instrument shit. is a saxophone. And I think he provided one of the best horse scores ever for this movie. Like, this is the quickest, like, like vinyl buy ever for me. Like, I, it, there is an influence. And whether it's a critic or whether it's a particular person working on the movie, I feel like we are influenced by shit that we appreciate. Whether, you know, growing up, there were certain critics that if they liked a movie, I knew I was most likely going to like it. So I, I think that having that influence, you know, like, I'm not saying like well, the movie, that's what, like I like, said. Yeah. Fetty Alvarez's name being attached to this is, you know, I, I like to follow people that know how to produce, like, mm-hmm. in, a, in in their own way. Like, Jordan Peele as well. Like, he he's now found his polish and his look and feel mm-hmm. to, like, creating movies at that's, that feel expensive when they're not. Like, his production yeah. value is so polished and so i don't know like it, he's he's making horror look beautiful and fetty alvarez it's is elegant making, making, yeah yeah at fetty alvarez's stuff is just brutal and like blood-filled and this felt like a fetty alvarez produced movie and that's totally. where i'm like sign me up i gotta see it regardless and oh, when you say definitely. like, like th- that's when a team of people or yeah like i i, I don't like to overly f- just I, I don't know like you, people follow actors and it's like oh he's in this and that's the only reason i'm gonna see it i way yeah. rather like to follow the the production team or the the, the people actually making the movie because that's because because you, you know, know what you're getting into right yeah yeah you know what you're getting into i know what the fetty alvarez produced movie whether he's directing it or producing it i know that the lead characters are going to go through some shit yeah. You know, whether it's Mia in Evil Dead, uh, Jane Levy's character in Don't Breathe, you know, yep. uh, like Elsie Fisher in this movie. You know yeah. the lead character is going to go through the roughest shit and come out yeah. broken, but, you know, hopefully come out of the situation. Yeah. It, man, I, I'm really, really curious on to what they, what they do with a sequel and they bring Lila back is like the new Sally, like we're talking about, like the whole like Laurie Strode, I mean the final girl thing, but like it, it has that universe set up and you're talking about the, the, we talked about the, like the passing of the torch, Josh, you mentioned that it's like, Mm -hmm. you could do this thing where like you kind of like, you have like this new character who's this new Sally, the new Laurie, the whatever, the new character who like, who had the torch handed off, like just like they did in the screen uh, last month and what they can do with it because like, this is still this world of this, like, you know, this this old man that is, like, not, like, going to go out of his way to hurt people, but you, you stumble upon him and you're fucked. It, it's that thing where it's, like, it that's and that's what I like so much about, like, how they distinguish Leatherface, like, the original and this and everything like that. Leatherface is always a tool for others, right? He's a tool for, like, uh, it, like, even go back to, like, like leather uh texas chainsaw 2 it's like chalk tops running around and using like leather face as his like his attack dog right kind of like is is really what he gets used as yeah, in that dog film. Hunt. <laughs> yeah and you sit there going well what is this guy gonna do now that like he he's back to this house where all this shit happened and all that stuff and it's just like yeah that, man it's mm-hmm. that and go ahead i don't think that i i'm not trying to keep 
interrupting you. I no, you're good, man. Uh, that, and I think people don't realize how faithful Fetty Alvarez and the director tried to make this one to the original. Fetty yeah. Alvarez has said that if Gunnar Hansen was alive, they would have cast him. They tried to yeah. find the next best thing. If Marilyn yeah. Burns was alive, she would have played Sally. They yeah. wanted that spirit of the original. And I think this Leatherface, even though he's a lot more brutal than the original by, yeah. by insane amounts, this character, I think, is as close to Gunnar Hansen's performance as we'll ever get. Yeah. I They did such a good job of, like, kind of like, again, going to keep talking about Halloween 2018 and, like, specifically because the Halloween 2018 has the, you know, the original part with him not having a mask on where they keep his, like, his face in the shadows and you don't see it. But, like, they show bit more pieces than you do in, like, in the originals. And, like, you really don't see his face. Like, in the police fan, he's, like, very, like, you know, in the shadows. And, like, you're seeing his back like before that like in the house and you just get keep him as this mysterious figure who's just like looming and like he's got that big you know it's it's got that uh that big body builder kind of frame you know and it makes me laugh because like that that shows you how like how you know tough and big this motherfucker is i don't know if either one of you guys have seen like uh there's the new God of Wars come game is coming out this year, and people were all mad when they had the first trailer last year because Thor's in it, and he's like big chunky Thor, and it's not because he's he's not like Chris Hemsworth Thor because he's got the old school like body like power lifter frame right. He's got that frame that like if you go out and there's a wrestler who just joined AEW called Keith Lee who's a big big wide black guy who's just like who who's got like you know fat on his belly but like the dude is just power incarnate. And like, mm-hmm. it's the same thing where it's like this this Leatherface is this like older guy now he's in his seventies but he's got that frame and that like it's a, that ability to just like fuck some shit up because he's got all that power in him right and it's it makes it even like dude Josh and I were talking about the the wrist kill in the, with the cop in the beginning is brutal but then like I think even the the fucking leg where he kicks that motherfucker's leg out is like I was like oh. Like even more because the fucking leg is like backwards at that point where how hard he fucking kicks it and that shit is like it's like that's Broken the kind of stuff it's like is the one of the most brutal things for me like i have yeah like uh the, yeah i i yeah this movie turned it up again to, like i said to 11 yeah. with how brutal that shit is and i have like that's like the one thing in horror that gets me because i had like an arm of someone else's break right in front of me in gym class when I was in junior high in the like you yeah. get split off into threes to do wrestling drills and you're supposed to yeah. grab the arm to pin them the other arm but the guy that I was uh refing he he was grabbing the other arm so the kid had nothing but full leverage on the bottom arm okay. and it just snapped and wrapped around his whole his whole arm wrapped around uh, his arm in front of me. And uh, I was like, ah, like, uh, no. Did you shove so, it into his neck? <laughs> <laughs> like, so when Dude, that happened in this movie, I was like, oh, no, trauma. <laughs> Dude, trauma. There, was a, there was a spot on, on AEW uh, like a month, a month and a half ago where the guy, like, he got his arm stuck under a table while the table was, like, getting slammed through the table. And his arm went completely backwards. <laughs> and, and I'm like, 
and I was fucking horrified. And my wife, they kept showing it on replays and shit because they, the people yeah. saw it didn't happen. And I was amazed. The motherfucker didn't break his arm. He just dislocated his elbow. Oh, and I'm weird. like, it was like horrifying. The guy's still not back because he's he's just got. But it was way less bad than it could have been. And I'm like, oh yeah, that shit just it just goes. It's like the whole like. It happens in football, right? Like the notorious Joe Theismann uh, got his leg breaking, and to the fact that they even like Brooklyn Nine Nine has the episode where like Joe Theismann and Adam Sandler in it, and like they uh, he he gets tackled by someone, and they're like they make the joke about his other leg breaking like that, and like it's the bone sticking out, and it's just like oh man, that shit's just traumatizing. It's traumatizing, man. Um, Man, I was like I was actually uh, one of the things about this like like. I really liked Mo Dunford in this, like who played the little like the rednecky. Like they kind of made you think he was gonna be like, yeah. They kind of he was like the like, red herring. Yeah, he like he was gonna be part of the family or something like that because, like you go back right. to like even like like Texas Chainsaw Three, right? Like or they're like the gas station guy is the like the guy who's like really sending people to the the family and shit like that, right? And stuff like that. And they make it do it, and they, they do a really good job of, like, pulling him in, and, like, he's actually trying to help him. He comes off a... Like, you when you figure it out later on, you're like, this guy, like, you 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 sit there and go, this guy's just pissed off because he lives in this little town, and these little asshole rich kids from Austin are... If you don't know anything about Texas, like, Austin is the least Texas place, like, in all of, like... like I I've heard people I maybe I I don't know where it came from but I I always call it the Boulder of Texas like Boulder Colorado it's like a hippy dippy kind of town and it's like where like things like Alamo Draft House started right it's like in Austin it's like it, it's like it's kind of different from the rest of of Texas in that factor where it's that like young hip and like super liberal in a state that is Texas right um so they do all that stuff and they play all this stuff on these like techniques of like what is happening and like these these rich kids who are like obviously have rich parents like they're driving a fucking I think it was like a Bentley without like with like autopilot or some yeah. shit like that in that film it's like the new Tesla um, whatever yeah whatever yeah. It, whatever it was they have the autopilot whatever in it and uh, you're sitting there going man these are like rich white like rich white kids they're not all white kids though I mean the the one character uh, Dante's obviously a black kid and it's just like who coming into this town and are just like that. That reminds trying... me of the Evil Dead. His like sliced face thing. Like yeah, yeah, so gnarly and so like that's again that's the like the mwah, chef's kiss like uh, Fetty Alvarez like brutalness yeah. and the the prosthetics and stuff. I was like fuck that is dope. It looks so well, good. Well that that and another thought I had and it baffles me why people didn't love this about the movie. Is that I almost feel like this movie could have been called Texas Chainsaw Fuck Your Expectations. Yeah. Because they took everything that we expected and set it up, set it up, and then just basically said, fuck you guys. Yeah. At the beginning, we think that Richter is going to be a member of the family. Yeah. And the characters, the the protagonists, kind of make jabs at him for open carrying think he's just another redneck open carrying to you know show his muscles no he they just have a hog problem yeah they Which they, they think, really do yeah they think Texas that jenny them. the older woman is super racist no that was just her grandfather's flag and she's not racist and she yeah. accidentally offended she actually accidentally offended the character because she's an older woman and didn't know how to talk properly yeah. Like, and you know, they they think they set all this stuff up. They oh, Sally's back. She's gonna be the lead character. She's gonna be like Lori. 
Nope. nope. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they set it up to like, like that there's going to be the family and there's going to be the kids and there's going to be Leatherface and yeah. it, they set it up and they're just like, no, fuck all that. The only yeah. people that matter, nobody, everyone, nobody's safe. No yep. one's part of like agendas. There's not agenda movie. This movie's about a chainsaw cutting people up. It's yeah. literally just that. They fake it's... you out though on everything, e- even the agenda yep. part. Cause like they, there's some lines that would be, cons- well, especially if it's cut and put into a trailer like that. But um, mm-hmm. they, they kind of like fake you out in every direction and then literally just destroy every expectation with yep. a chainsaw. So yeah, it's. That's yeah. why I, I don't get because if anything is, dude, you're, you guys were right. Scream is so self-referential in a good way. But I feel like this one was too. They knew yeah. exactly what people would want in a Texas Chainsaw movie, and they delivered. And but they also knew what people would expect, and they didn't deliver on purpose. Yeah, they were like, "We're not giving you what you've seen eight times prior. We're giving you something new while trying to keep the spirit of what people loved about the original." And I feel like it succeeded on that so much. Yeah, it, I, I I messaged you, Jerry. I was like, "This film is gonna be a cult classic," and. 10 years 20 years like this mm-hmm. is a film that i think people are going to go to and go back to like it's gonna watch. be halloween three yeah it's it's the kind of stuff where it's just like people go in and it, because of expectations either love or hate this film regardless or don't give it a proper chance but like you go back in and it's like dude i i still to this day don't understand like the the critics you go go look at the original reviews of the thing one of my favorite movies of all time, like top like two or three films of all time. I love that movie so much. And you see how badly critics hated it back then and how people shit on it. I'm like, how Dude, the that f- That and Blade Runner the yeah. same fucking day, I think. Yeah. Like, or that- the same week, at least. Yeah, you that and like to even go back into the the new Blade Runner, man. Like the new Blade Runner, I feel like stylistically that film is one of the prettiest shot movies Gorgeous. I've ever seen. And that they motherfucker just, is too like much, too, too much money into it. That's why I, I think like this day and age, uh, people know too much about the process and how long it's taking. Yeah. And because like mm-hmm. we're, we're a 24 hour news cycle fucking world. And it's like, what can I clickbait today? Oh, they spent too much money on Blade Runner. So everyone's like, Oh, it's going to, you know, they had to do reshoots. So my, I'm already here in my expectations of the movie. I know it. I know too much. I'm going to go in and it's not going to be as good as Blade Runner because Blade Runner is fucking Blade Runner. But people don't realize that Blade Runner wasn't a success at all. It became a cult classic. So if the, we we know, I think, I think we know too much about the process and also too little at times to where like people will see a thing like reshoots and immediately it's a red flag Mm -hmm. when, if you take 10 movies, eight of them had reshoots. It's just yep. yeah. we're, they're not publicized. Every yeah. movie kind of develops as it goes. You know, yeah. like some of the best movies of all time had reshoots, you know, like, yeah, it, I mean, it's, there's... it's weird how reactionary everybody, uh, how every, how everyone is these days. It's yeah. weird. Well, you, you ever hear about YouTubers talk about it? Like YouTubers will talk about how they'll make two videos and the same context. And they'll like, how you name a video is like weirdly like you name a video like the worst like say video game people like they do video games or movies either one they're like the top 10 movies of 2021 that that video will do a fraction of the 
top worst movies of 2021. If the same like YouTuber does these two videos and puts them out like say day by day, like they will, the worst one will get like people want negative stuff, which is fuck. I in 2022, the world where like the world's falling apart. We have Russia trying to start World War Three. We have like our health like care system is fucked up. We have COVID wrecking the world, and people are still looking for more stuff to be like negative about and sad. Well, I, it's saw just this, like, I saw this video that said Netflix knows what they're doing when it comes to especially like the older films that they're. Uh, they don't ever use the like actual poster anymore that whatever like if you're a fan of romantic comedies uh, and uh, Like a movie like Goodwill Hunting comes up It will show like the romantic part of that movie to you and then it's Goodwill Hunting if you're a fan of comedies It's gonna show you Robin Williams and then Goodwill Hunting most of the time just based on your history to, Yeah, yeah, like when it comes to just like whatever movies they like to show the conflict now in the poster thing because that is uh, they 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 were using like the heroes or whatever the poster was for the a long time, and it wasn't performing as well as when they just showed the villain from the movie and then the movie title because yeah. people want they, they 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 know faces and eyes but they for some reason it just performs ten times better when there's either conflict in the the thumbnail or a villain. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's weird like how much. Uh... The algorithms are like there's. I was just watching this. It's always sunny episode uh, where they uh, they're uh, watching like Downtown Abbey or something in the bar while downtown like Abbey? there's a yeah. It's like their version of Downtown Abbey and like Dennis is making all these statements about how they don't they didn't know they were gonna like this, but the algorithm told them they were gonna like it, so that's why they're watching it. And that's like the whole like episode if you don't remember that one. Oh my God. And and it's just fucking. It goes along with it, and then at the end of the episode, they're like, "But we didn't, but we really didn't like this." And it's like it's that self like reflection that it's yeah. it's kind of funny because it's these idiots on it's always sunny, right? It's and they're the I worst love people, that episode, but yeah, yeah, it's- yeah. <laughs> oh man, the show is. I was just watching the laser tag episode before we started recording, and so I, I the show is wonderful. Um, I, it's just man, I, it's funny because like we. I, I, why is enjoying something so difficult? I just don't get it. Like, why can't you just enjoy something? Like, again, let's grab our don't... nice pitchforks and see if more people grab their pitchforks as well. Because yeah, it does it in the opposite all the time. So hey, let's grab yeah. some nice pitchforks and be like, this movie's awesome. Go fucking watch it. Like, fuck, man. That's that's what I'm about, man. Like, I like again. I this movie's well, yeah, dope. I'm, I'm about nuance, dude. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I don't care if people don't like a movie, but fucking have a good reason for it. Just like, I don't care if someone likes a movie I don't like, but yeah. tell me why. And, yeah. and, like, and, and be articulate. Don't come yeah. off like a fucking 10 year old on the school playground bitching yeah. that, I don't know, I don't know, bitching that Leatherface didn't squeal as much in this one. Like, fuck yeah. off. Dude. But the, that's I, the, really, I feel like the the internet has has groomed this culture to be like, uh, if you don't like what I like, I can just cancel you. Now. You don't yeah, have to be in my you, life yeah. anymore, and you have to see it my way because mm-hmm. I have a crew of people that see it my way, and they'll only see it my way. But because you don't, you're incorrect. You're wrong because you don't see it my way, and I'm not gonna stand for that. 
fuck you. And that's the yeah. only reason. That is literally the only reason. And that's stupid. That's just stupid. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I, again, it, it, it's really opened my eyes how, like, it just seems like maybe people have more time right now because, you know, COVID and everything happening and things being, like, less, like, happening, like, going out and doing stuff. Because, like, again, I keep talking about it because it, it, this podcast has helped, like, you know, bring it out. Like, talking about Malignant and Halloween Kills last year. The, both those films, people were just, like, there's just, it, like, the worst thing ever. And I'm just, like, man, I Malignant... I, I really really enjoyed I really really enjoyed Halloween Kills I can I could see how you didn't like either one of those films don't get me wrong I, but I I don't know Jerry if I told you about this it's a running thing that I made me laugh my ass off that uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and uh, and Malignant are the same film <laughs> because <laughs> here's the head thing <laughs> I uh, see that yeah I well dude I said that like after like. It was funny because my wife and I, uh, like I told you, we're going to watch uh, Harry Potter later today, uh, the third one. And after we watched the first one in the theater, I, were, I, like, I got out and I'm like, now I want to watch Malignant. I wonder why. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the head thing, man. And it's like, right. I like, I, I completely understand. Like, I, you know, it's funny, and I've been thinking about it as we've been. I actually kind of, I think that this film I enjoyed more than Halloween Kills, and I liked Halloween Kills a lot. Because the Halloween kills the, the things that like Josh talked about, like you know the the forced like uh, you know like nostalgia, uh, nostalgia in that film, in the the hospital like the hospital scene the you know evil dies tonight that's become the giant meme that it is. I didn't hate that stuff nearly as as much as people do, but that's some of the stuff that's like yeah, it's a little it's it's a little strange, right? It's a little weird in it, and and the 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 big my biggest complaint about this uh this movie. And I, I told you this, Jerry. I was like, fucking Leatherface would have been like, he should have looked like Swiss cheese with how many shotgun shells he took into him <laughs> at the end. And it was like still fine. It's like, this, it's that like that specifically. It was like in, in this film and Halloween Kills, like you, you, these humans, quote unquote, humans have taken more damage than you should be able to take. And 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 mm -hmm. st still kept going. This but motherfucker that's the like slasher, like it's a trope yeah. that they're playing up now. That they yeah. are, because I, I I feel like because the franchise and the name and the character has become bigger than life in in yeah. real life, that almost mm -hmm. adds to how strong or how much damage they are allowed to take, and you have yeah. to believe it because you already see them up here as like this this big name in horror and like a celebrity yeah. to you, right? So it doesn't yeah. matter who's behind the mask. It's that name and everything is all powerful, right? So, yeah, I don't know. It, I, it, it's not it a, it's not, it's not a big deal. I just laugh because I'm like, if you're, if you're taking, uh, I also weirdly thought I don't know if either one of you guys thought that like the 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 last shell that Sally loaded into her shotgun before she gave it to uh, Lila, I guess what her name is, like it looked, it was white. I was like. Did she just like load a fucking white phosphorus uh, shell into the like? <laughs> I, I literally thought they was she was gonna shoot Leatherface and he was gonna fucking light on fire. Hey, if you don't know about white white phosphorus, white phosphorus burns like at like these extreme crazy temperatures and so things like uh like I always think of it because of uh like buying books for Vampire the Masquerade as a kid and never getting to play. But like one of the, the ways you kill vampires in that game is white phosphorus. And like that's what I thought it was gonna be because that shell was like different and uh that's also, the rapper my... name. 
<laughs> white phosphorus. <laughs> That'd be it. a good one. Uh, I also like. I laugh too because uh, Sally, Sally, like when Sally shoots Leatherface there at the end, like after she had been chainsawed. My wife's like, should she be dead already? And I'm like, yeah, probably, but who fucking cares? Like, it's like, a, it's a fucking slasher, and it's like, it's like a little over moment. Yeah, and she did, man. Oh man, that I, and like, dude, like one of my favorite things about this movie, uh, not even taking my own opinions about it out. So, yeah. you know, I I watched, like I said, I I had a screener, so I watched it like three or four times before it came out. And, like, my kids are, like, my older kids are, like, super huge horror fans, too. So I was just like, hey, kids, do you guys want to be the first kids in the city to watch Texas Chainsaw? And they were like, yeah. And so I showed it to them, I think, like, a couple nights before it came out. Uh And I kept looking over, because I had seen it twice, I think, by then. I kept looking over, and my kids had smiles that, like, it reminded me of being that age. Yeah. And watching, like, the newest Halloween, the newest Nightmare on Elm Street, the newest Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And I saw in my kids that youthful imagination that all yeah. of us seem to have lost once social media was created. You know, that suspension of disbelief. Uh-huh. That, like, looking at these characters like they're Mount Rushmore. You know, yeah. like, I... Like, my kids screamed. They jumped. They had such a blast that it, it, it kind of in a lot of ways, and this might sound cheesy, but it kind of inspired me to look at movies differently. Yeah. Because I feel like, especially with us, you know, that, that watch so many movies for what we do, yeah. I feel like we get kind of callous to being fans. Yeah. Like, it's, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed not writing a review for this movie, thank God. I enjoyed yeah. not writing reviews for a lot of movies these days because I'm able to appreciate them just as a fan. Yeah. And, like, if you take all of that bullshit, the social media bullshit that has taught us that we need to be on our soapbox 24-7 and tell every little thing that sucks and every little thing that's great about every single movie and be the loudest yeah. person in the room, if you strip that away, we're all just horror fans loving the genre. And I think this movie is, like, the epitome of a slasher movie that all of us would have loved on the schoolyard. Yeah. I've Dude, been having I, like that. Uh, sorry, like uh, that's, no. Go ahead. That, that's that's happening to me a lot lately. Like my uh, my sister and her kids. Like my well, this is my non-binary niece. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what this call. Uh, they. They just say uh, that they, they is the way. You, like yeah, non-binary yeah, they, is they, um, they. In like film class and stuff, and like everything we talk about now, movie-wise. It's like, oh, what should I watch? And it's like, oh, let's watch this. And then all of a sudden they're talking yeah. in film class, but I'm doing the same thing. It's like they're like watching these movies uh, for the first time, but I've seen them like a handful of times because like I'm suggesting like, oh, look, you can deep dive down this filmmaker's path and then this mm-hmm. filmmaker's path and and they're doing it in school now. It's like, oh, they're they're deep diving into Edgar Wright now. Right after I was like, oh, I took them to see... Uh, the latest Edgar Wright film in theaters, yeah. and then, then they went and watched like uh, Baby Driver and started going down the list, and now they're learning about it. But I'm like sitting there next to them watching it and like seeing it through their eyes instead, and just going yeah. like, "Oh my God, Isn't look at great? the reaction! Look at the reaction! Yeah. Oh my God, this is so good!" Like you get, yeah, yeah. you get to live vicariously through them. Yeah. You get to it's relive amazing. the first time watching these movies. When my wife and I got together, uh, there were some shitty people on Twitter who was like. Because my wife had only seen kind of like the first of each series. You know, yeah. she liked 
she liked horror movies, but she didn't have the kind of experience that I did growing up. Yeah. Uh, and so I would I would post online like, yeah, I'm showing my wife this movie for the first time. And people were like, what? You haven't seen that? And it's yeah. like I, I always had the opposite train of thought with myself. It's like, no, she hasn't seen it. And fuck, yeah, yeah I'm so yeah. excited to show her Halloween 4 for the first time. I'm yeah. so excited to show her, you know, Friday the 13th, Dude. the final chapter, The Exorcist 3. You know, like we get – we lose that youthful kind of naivete. We youth we we lose that kind of like playful, just like preciousness that we have yeah. for the genre. I was Dude. such a bullied kid in school that horror yeah. was like my mecca, my sanctuary. Yeah, and I feel like because of social media, especially, a lot of us have lost that like youthfulness of loving the genre. Yeah, dude, I. I said, like, I have people, they, and I, I say all the time, like, Freddy uh, from Nightlights when he came on, like, he, he does it, like, he's in his, I think he's in his late 20s. He goes off and tweets, like, uh, like oh, now watching, like, he just saw, like, h- on their show, they just talked about uh, uh, New Nightmare, for, and he had never seen it before that discussion. And I'm like, dude, I'm so jealous that you get to go in and see that for the first, first time. time. And, like, yeah, yeah and, like, I'm not like, oh my god, you're you're insane. Like, I just go, man, that's cool to dive into that and like things like, uh, it it's just like, it's that moment of like, you know, how you never get to experience something for the first time. And I I know like people talk about it with games, like because games are such a weird medium because they're like that that combination of you interacting and diving in, like things like Bioshock. Bioshock was one of those games that like the first time you play it, and there's the, all these like cinematic moments that you're like holy shit and then like how how cool it is for that first time right and like Mm -hmm. i think we just need to embrace like that kind of stuff is embrace like the joy of getting to do those it's like why josh and i have been such like stands for fucking psycho gorman because that movie just embraces filmmaking embraces like absurdity embraces all these things and that film is just it's just a love letter to film right because of everything in it it's mm-hmm. like it just makes me everything smile. like look at my smile yeah. right when you bring it up i'm just like oh yeah. it's that's the I mean, like it's it's too big. it's that imagination it's yeah it's, dude psycho gorman is a movie that as a kid i would have worshipped yeah you know? and it's 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 kind of like retouching on what made us fall in love with the genre yeah you know and they in film in general because they go and they fucking dress him up like fucking the doctor from Jurassic Park, another movie that's like it's just like you're sitting there going, holy shit, they dressed him up like fucking Sam Nielsen's character from Jurassic Park in this absurd alien comedy horror shit show, and it, it perfectly just, Canadian. It, yeah, it embraces so much stuff that's just like, oh my god, it's perfect. It, that, and have you guys noticed how nothing is allowed to have flaws these days online? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but I, I can maybe count the um, the amount of movies that I think are perfect on one yeah. hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. we, like I, I hate when people are like, normalize this, normalize that. Yeah. You know, but with that said, normalize horror movies not being perfect. There's yeah. there's nothing wrong with a good movie having some faults. This movie yeah. has faults. This movie, this movie has some warts for me. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. But like I was able to like, they weren't big enough to where I couldn't have a great time and go. Yeah. You know, a great ride every time. You know, I I used the analogy earlier that this movie is kind of like a roller coaster. It's a theme park yeah. movie. Yeah. There are parts well, of roller coasters that aren't fun. 
You know, yeah. I, I bumped my shoulder on this one. My shoulders yeah. hurt, but God, that was a fun time. You know, yeah. the wooden well, one's it's... always a killer for that. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we just talked about Nightmare Alley last week, and that movie, as as a film being made at looking at, it's almost perfect. Guillermo del Toro, del Toro, like, you know, knows what he's doing. But even then, like, and I enjoyed the hell out of it, but there was something that, like, I couldn't, like, quite put my finger on of not like disconnecting from the film a little bit and I think I, I thought about it and I was talking about it last week I think it might have been just how shitty of a character Bradley uh, Cooper is and and the, then the, the humans the, the, were monsters so it's hard yeah. to really like them just yeah a, yeah like a normal human on a personal level. level and and so it's like even though that film was better than we're just going to compare it directly to Texas Chainsaw because we've done the two. I had more fun with Texas Chainsaw. It was shorter. It was more of a like a, like for it just, our ADD. This movie, I was yeah. like, this is even short for me. Like this is crazy <laughs> yeah. short. Right? Yeah. You guys, and, uh, really quick, I'm gonna uh, use the restroom really quick. I'll just uh, be a second. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Go ahead, man. And it's just like, man, I. I just want to enjoy film, Josh. And that's why like you and I get along so well because we're just sitting here and we're just like we're little kids going, Yay! Like, and that's all you need. Like, I just want to have fun. Like when Films the girl are like... is trying to get out of the bus and then she gets cut yeah. in half and the guts are there. I'm like, come on. Yeah. That's like a yeah. you know, like that's I they're just adding icing layers to this cake yeah. that this movie essentially yeah. is. It's just a cake. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's yeah, you're you're you don't have any like savory anything in this film it's just it's not even a cake josh it's like icing you're just like eating <laughs> yeah. pure icing you're oh, wait, just like, i guess the cake would be the story which is lacking so they yeah they just made a, it's a just, whole cake of icing do you, it's like if you ever watched nailed it on netflix where they're like like the people are like make these things that don't look good but sometimes taste well like it, it's kind of like that it's like it's just all the icing on top of the cake. And this film is just like, yeah, that. It's just the the pure like love of slashers. Man, it's like, again, slashers have never... This is why I really like the Hatchet movies. I didn't like the fourth one as much because of the limited set. But they're, they're just Adam Green's like going out and making a slasher in the 2000s that would have been made in the 80s, right? That's yeah. all they are. Including Kane Hodder, you get Kane Hodder involved, and it's just like, okay, you get this is a slasher from the '80s, right? You get yep. the, the guy who's done all this stuff, and that's why, like, you can tell, like, that them, like, Andy and is working for Gun now, and he's doing uh, the, the they're doing the Texas Chainsaw game, and and they got fucking Kane Hodder to come in and like motion capture for fucking Leatherface in it because. But he never got he's to play aim. Leatherface, yeah. but he's he's Kane Hodder, man. Yeah. Um, they need to get Jerry Chase to do the music for that game. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's what yeah, they fucking you, need. Let's yeah, be honest you, you, here. No. Let's go. Andy, please put Jerry music in game. I know you're newer to the team, <laughs> but we need Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, uh, dude, Jerry. Uh, they, uh. Then, dude, like, okay. And this this is a silly point, but... Never in my entire life would I ever imagine that I would ever be blessed. And I emphasize the word blessed because we are all blessed by this scene in this movie. Yeah. That I would be blessed with seeing Leatherface do a reverse penguin dive out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Like that that jump out of the water is the coolest looking thing. The coolest, yeah. stupidest looking thing I've ever yeah. seen. 
but I rewound that so many times. <laughs> it's yeah, it's very like it, you almost like, expected Danny DeVito to like in Batman Returns <laughs> oh, almost. So God, it's like yeah, dude. yeah. It's man, I it, it just it, the more we can, talk about this movie, the more I love it. Actually, yeah, like it's it, it's insane and. All it is is carnage. It's carnage, and that's what you want in a slasher. You want carnage. You know, like again, it's 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 funny how we're a month out from Scream because like Scream is so self-referential and so like it, it shits on people for like get, shitting on everything. Like we're talking like again, you're talking about the people who love Scream and then are coming and shitting on this, and like. How uh, how elevated horror is fine is is a really cool thing. Like most, it's just horror is cool, and you go all these people are going, but it's not elevated. It's like you're like, it's like going in and going. <laughs> so why what? aren't they telling? Yeah, exactly. Why aren't they telling the social commentary of of a Jordan Peele movie? Because it's about a guy wearing his mother's face and chopping people up with that, a chainsaw. Dude, that and like I think people forget what why the original was made. You know. Toby yeah. Hooper was in a department store. It was one of those big sell days of the year. He yeah. wanted to get through the fucking line because he had Dr. Peppers and fucking cigars to drink and smoke. Yeah. And he was thinking, how could I get through this line? He looked over, saw a chainsaw, and in his head goes, man, it would be really cool just to mow people down with the chainsaw. That's yeah. how the movie was created, the original. Yeah. We have never seen that in a fucking chainsaw movie until yeah. now. Yeah, that He's, scene came to life in this yeah. movie, you know. Yeah, I mean, he think about it. He killed uh, the uh, the guy in the wheelchair. Was the only one in the first one that got killed with a chainsaw, and like you don't see much. I mean, again, that the movie isn't nearly as graphic as as you think it is. It's Josh and I talked about Better Watch Out at Christmas time, and how like I think mm-hmm. that 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 movie in 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 te- Texas Chainsaw, like the thing that we were talking about, that we were so like, oh my god, like. The, the paint can scene in that movie, Josh and I had both gone and had this like graphic, like, oh my God, fucked up thing in our heads about what that scene showed. And then we, we, we watched it and we were like, oh, we really don't, like, that was all your mind. Like, you don't see much in that. Just a lot, very similar to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where there's like, you don't see much in that, like, at but all. But that's where, like, uh, you know, this, this now has done the complete opposite. It shows yeah. everything and it's it's yeah. the Fetty Alvarez is like, you know, complete gritty polish and, you know, all the best like practical special effects I've seen in a long time. But I love the the opposite of it as well. The Hitchcock the yeah. less is more uh, approach to it cuz that allows your head but yeah. Th- like but the 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 icing thing is so perfect for this because it's giving you just straight carnage candy. What carnage do you want? Candy, what yeah. do you want more? Here's some more. <laughs> like, yeah, just straight sugar. Straight. I, it's it, this was it's bad for your teeth, man. This movie is so bad for your teeth, but yeah. it's so good, <laughs> dude. It, the the bus scene, I think, in a while is going to be looked at as one of the most iconic scenes in slasher history, just because of like you. The we don't get slashers, at least. At, yeah, yeah, and it's just it's fucking. You see, like, an arm fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, get his leg out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that and one of my favorite parts of that whole scene when he – Josh and I were talking about when you went off, Jerry, the, the when the he cuts the lady in half and, like, yeah. she just – Oh, you know, just I, see heard her, I had my headphones yeah, on. Okay. I was peeing listening okay. to you guys talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the uh, other thing is the uh, – the uh, I love when he gets the two people – 
like at the same time, and they're oh, just yeah. moving like, oh, yeah. and it's just like, yes, it's so. Good. You guys like, are in love. Well, some then of the you'll com- die some, in love. Yeah, <laughs> some complaints I saw was just like, well, why don't they open the fucking windows? I don't know. To be completely honest, I've never been trapped in a bus with yeah. all my friends getting mowed down by a chainsaw to where I could think, hey, let's open the window or panic. Like, yeah, everyone tries to act like they would do the noble thing. Like, but like, it's like keyboard warrior I, I, shit, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I went, I went to Saving Private Ryan opening night, and a friend of mine was like, "That'd be Jerry." When the guy like freezes up instead of saving his friend, that'd be yeah. Jerry. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. And it's like, dude, you're right. That probably would be me. Because you're I, terrified. I've never been in that situation. I'm. Yeah. I'd be scared. It's it's one of those things where I, like I was trying to tell my wife because my wife kind of goes and says, "Oh, why do they like not do it?" Like the I think the dumbest character thing that happens in the whole film is the the blonde girl who gets like in she's in the in the police van yeah. and decides to get out for some reason or try to get out when Leatherface is running around like when he starts his rampage and you're like like he thought you were dead what? he would have left you alone yeah. why did you start yeah that, and like th- in her defense though she's scared goose egg on her head yeah she's probably not thinking clearly yeah <laughs> that was a banged up head yeah that was a i mean they hit that fucking plow thing good and it's like they kind of pay that off. I mean, they kind of do the same thing later on with uh, Melody, the sister, where she's uh, kind of like playing uh, hide and seek with fucking Leatherface. When uh, man, also that fucking scene where Leatherface pulls that fucking dress out and is just fu- that is actually kind of heartbreaking. Like he's just like yeah. sitting there like mourning over his fucking mother, and then like where he's like putting the. I, I think that scene is putting so the makeup on her face. Yeah, right? yeah. it's so. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of this like really cool little character moment for Leatherface that you're like, mm-hmm. the actor did really good job. Um, uh, it, it's just like, well, that, and he he touches he touches the the girl that dies in the van. He touches her face, kind of like yeah. he's admiring the beauty and considering yeah. taking her face. Yeah, to where like it feels like there's almost somewhat of a personal connection to yeah. why he does what he does. Yeah, you know, especially in this movie, obviously, why he's yeah. wearing that mask, dude. It gave me, it gave me Norman Bates vibes too. Like yeah. it was like his his mother, like right. dying broke him again. Like he had never been like he had never been like you know they don't say if she's his real mother and they kind of sell like that it is his real mother, right? Like that like after everything, I thought, that, it, I thought she took him in. I thought he was basically wandering after the events of the first. Yeah, one. She took him in. It like because they the, it was a it was like an orphanage, right? And they like he was on the poster with his or on the the family thing from whatever the seventies, but like I wasn't quite sure like if like that was like I, I I think you're right, Jerry. But like they I do I do enjoy that they like don't like name it right that they like they kind of let you go. Oh, maybe she was like was his mother because like the mother's never. Like at all, like you know, it's just the it's grandpa in the first one, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all. Like, and I still I will never not love grandpa trying to kill uh stretch in number two <laughs> and not being able to not being able to have the strength to do it. And it just it's still that's why why I love that he's just movie. running on fumes. Yeah, he's like in that movie he would be like a hundred and forty or something insane like that. It's like he's like the the. Uh, Farnsworth on Futurama or something like that, but like you know, like living in Texas in that heat with no air conditioning and everything like that, man. But man, I, I just think it's like, it's that weird thing where it it is. I, I I'm 
I'm not mad that people don't like this film. I just, I think you going out and calling it the the worst horror film ever made. Like Josh and I watched Shark Sharks of the Corn, and that <laughs> legitimately could have been the worst horror movie ever made. I think that was the only one where we were just like, you know what? This is like at at this point, this is a public service announcement. Like, yeah, we're we're, we're saving people's lives. That would yeah, that don't watch this. Don't because please like, don't watch is, this film. No, yeah, do not it. That movie, yeah, it, like, man, there's so much in horror. You don't have to like everything. Horror is everything. Horror can be what it is for you personally. And it's one of those things where, like, Josh and I were going to talk about, uh, we were going to talk about Inside this week, and then I was like, no, like, because I knew, I knew, Jerry, after everything you had said, like, through text messages, that you it would be an awesome discussion, and it has been. And I'm so glad we went about this route. Um, I, This film is just, like, it's just such a perfect, you know, pedestal movie for like what horror is nowadays. It's that like mm-hmm. how people if it's not if a horror isn't for them, a horror film isn't for them, then they make it out to be like this shit show of everything and it's like man, not every horror film, just like every not every film not every be horror film gave you anthrax. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just man, it's this if someone growing up, like we all did in the '80s, were these films that were just so iconic and in Leatherface, like this is like by far the best fucking representation of the character in a long time. Like it, it's that it's that thing where it's like Leatherface getting to be just a fucking killing machine, just like fucking Michael was in in the two new Halloweens. And whatever this sets up, whatever they do with this, because I. I can't I'm sure imagine the second one will have more story. Like if they're if they're setting it up, they got to give it a more story or more plot mm-hmm. than this, right? But uh, I mean, they I don't, don't have to. Well, they I don't guess they have don't to. Like, have to do anything. Yeah. But I, I would I, hope. I would this is my biggest hope: is that they would find a way to bring Bill Mosley back, even yeah. as a different character. Yeah. Because I would kill to see him back in the Texas Chainsaw movies. Dude. I, I, you know, I think I told Rod this in the past. I, I could have been wrong. When Texas Chainsaw 3D was coming out, it was the week before, and I went to a signing, and Bill Mosley yeah. was there signing posters because he plays he plays the cook at the flashbacks okay. of Texas Chainsaw 3D, you know, yeah. the original cook from the room. <sighs> yeah. And I, I, was, I talked to Bill Mosley, and I was just like, I asked him if he wanted to hop on the phone the next day. And, and talk about the movie for an interview. And I it was one of the best interviews I've ever had. It was like yeah. 45 minutes long, and I hadn't seen the movie yet. And it was such a good discussion about the movie and, and the legacy and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I watched the movie, and he's in the movie for a combined total of maybe two or three minutes. Oh. <laughs> dude, that motherfucker... Like, I, lo- I want Bill Mosley back, dude. Yeah, dude, I love him, man. He's been in the... Uh- He's in all the new uh, Ice Nine Kills music videos as mm-hmm. like the the cop going after Spencer for these murders and all these things and these events and it's like just so cool to see the guy just going in and like he's not the biggest actor in the world by any means but like going in and doing a like a metal band's like music videos with this horror thing is like just cool and like Chop Top is such a fucking cool character and it's just like yeah. everything else in in two man like it the universe is like just like. Just enjoy things, man. Like again, can you imagine Chop Top coming back for a Texas Chainsaw movie, but in a more like grittier 
way. Yeah. Like, not yeah. the black comedy of Texas Chainsaw 2, but in this kind of timeline. Yeah. Can you imagine how nuts Mosley would be able to be in oh, yeah. a sequel? Because you see him in, like, what he did in the zombie movies. Like, all the zombie mm. films. Like, what he was able to do when he does that, like, unhinged kind of thing. And you just go, man, this motherfucker is so talented. And it just, like, go, man, what could he do? What could they do? Like, like I said, I think I... I, I with um the amount of talk this movie's gotten, I I don't know how Netflix doesn't go and try to do a a, a sequel for the fourth or fiftieth show, dude. Uh, yeah, they know something. We're we're two years out on fifty years. Like they got to do something. Like this has gotten them enough thing, and they're doing to put it out on a fiftieth anniversary. Come dude, the if fuck they could on. Stretch it out. If they could take a sequel and stretch it out in a mini yeah. series on the level that yeah. Netflix has been doing with like the Mike Flanagan stuff. Yeah. If we had a Texas Chainsaw series, we could get the story stretched out. We could get yeah. the ups and the downs, the peaks and the valleys yeah. of a story. And I, I think that's I for me personally, that's the direction I would prefer it to go. Yeah. Dude, after that Chucky series, like which went right. into the way more of the background of what Chucky like was and how he got to his you know, this the show wasn't perfect. It had like, it had like fourteen year old actors who like stumbled at times because they're fourteen year old actors, right? But like, it did a really good job, including his fucking Brad Dorf's daughter playing young him was mm-hmm. fucking cool. Like the the, the lip syncing was kind of goofy at times, but I was ta- I talking to Josh earlier about the uh, Chucky coming up to the doorstep with the hello kitty mask on which i fucking loved to death like uh, uh, it was one of the funniest things ever the old lady talking to chucky dressed up like that um because uh uh sam from trick-or-treat is coming to ontario josh was talking about uh, the actor who played sam in in the in trick-or-treat so like man I, just th- what that show was able to accomplish you go man you could do some cool stuff for like these mini series like again like you're talking about oh you know what you brought me you reminded me of Jerry. I don't know if you've seen like Flanagan fighting Netflix uh because yep. he he wants a physical release of Midnight Mass and mm-hmm. they have no interest I, in it. Yeah, because they don't want people they don't want people to like buy the the media and then not own their their platform. They want them to pay $10 whenever they want to see it. $15 Netflix is see, raising that's the prices. I'm afraid game. of with this movie to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like I don't even know if they'll do a. They probably won't even do like a digital like selling of it, right? They'll just want it to be on Netflix all the time, right? So it's like fuck. I mean, it was a, it's the thing. It's a, what Netflix is as like a. As I think a, it's hit or miss. You know, like what's weird is I don't understand why Midnight Mass isn't getting a physical release, or they have no desire because yeah. I, mean, I own the Blu-rays of the other Netflix Flanagan stuff. Like, why yeah. not just put that one on? Yeah. You have to think, it's man. More like, popular, they're getting more views. It's bringing in more for them, mm-hmm. right? So that's the only yeah. reason. Yeah, man. Midnight Mass was good. Did you watch Midnight Mass, Josh? No, I haven't. Dude, you need to check it out. Jerry and I talked about it for like a couple hours back when, right It'll after. It'll make it came you out. either want to run to church or be really happy that you don't go to church, <laughs> yeah. or somewhere in the middle. Yeah, or burn down a bunch of churches is really yeah. Where, yeah like, <laughs> Man, you could double feature Midnight Mass and Lords of Chaos. Lords of Salem, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was gonna say, dude. I love Lords of Salem. I although I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, I was talking. Hey, I was messaging Jerry about it. I think before I went into last, like uh, his his Sherry Moon was uh, 
all about that Canadian uh, convoy thing, and we're like, ah, no, Jerry, no, <laughs> no. Dude, I was at the beach. I was at the uh, beach on like a weekend vacation with my wife when you sent that to me, and I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. I looked it up, and we were eating pizza, and I was like, God, Canada's damn it. like <laughs> fucking ridiculous right now. And you know, I just saw this like uh, this thing of like all the different provinces in Canada that like you know helped fund it as well i'm in alberta and alberta was the number one like supporter of the shit going on in ottawa i was like this is fucked because we're the texas of canada oh no the texas (laughs) the ottawa is kind of like the texas of california it's like bible (laughs) belt conservative bullshit i mean it's awful you have homeless dudes stabbing each other outside your window, Jerry. So, I mean, it, it makes true. sense. <laughs> <laughs> the car's being flipped. Sorry, I can't yeah. record another episode. Uh, some homeless dude just got stabbed outside the window. <laughs> really quickly, uh, I I need to go make my kids breakfast. Yeah, dude, we're, we could cut. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, cut. We're, we're let's, I got to go to work anyways. Yeah, we're good. Um, Jerry, thank you again, man. Uh, you're the bla- you're the best. Uh, uh, you're Jerry, the blast. Uh, you just... You're the best. And I was saying it was a blast and a pl- plug your shit real quick. Just tell everybody where they could find you and we'll we'll wrap up. Uh yeah, really quickly, uh at Jerry is just okay on Twitter. Uh the day Texas Chainsaw came out or the day before, I don't remember, uh I put out a a track uh up on my band camp. It's basically I'm I'm actually it was a secret, but then someone on Twitter was like, you should do this. And I was really high, so I was like, hey, I am doing this. Uh, yeah. I'm putting out an EP pretty soon of five songs. It's basically what I would do if I was hired to score those franchises. Yep. Uh, nice. Texas Chainsaw, I put that out the day before the movie came out, so it's up there. Uh, I'm doing that. I'm doing what I would do on a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, a Halloween movie, uh, a Puppet Master movie, and a Friday the 13th movie. So that'll be out probably next month. Uh, I have a novella. I have a couple books actually coming out this this year. Uh, one about William Peter Blatty coming out on Bear Manor, and a uh, really freaky little novel called uh, Reunion coming out on April first. And you got your book, your uh, book about the trilogy of the yeah yeah the, the William Peter Blatty yeah, book yeah 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 that's coming out okay. uh, on Bear Manor later this year. So cool. yeah, that's so- what I have going on. Cool, dope. Uh, we are Murder Moose, so we have MurderMoose.com. We have Murder Moose Pod on Twitter. We have our uh, Rodden for Johnston's. Yeah, we have our new improved hosting. Uh, Josh WRB on Twitter. Uh, and Josh is going to be Def Leoparding after this, but that will be days in the past by this time this comes out. And that's basically all. Josh and I, I have no idea what we're going to do next week. Uh, we'll figure it out and message it out on the Twitter. So, okay, guys. Thank you again, Jerry. You're fucking awesome, and we love you. And Yay! uh We'll catch you guys later. So have a good one. Bye! Psycho Gorman!